0: If I walked on my moon, Elvis ain't dead. You ain't going crazy. It's all in your head. Let me tell you, it's all interpretation. Oh
1: my! To find the truth, you gotta read between the lines. Bring it, Bobby.
0: Work out your own salvation. You are the best of white people. <laughs> is hard to find if it's more than a place is a state of mind that's not how it works that's, that's not how any of this works jerry just remember it's not a line if you believe it you should never be allowed to talk to people
1: there is a fine line between genius and madness
0: human sacrifice dogs and cats living together mass hysteria.
1: god bless america
2: well, the Mark and Max show podcast, another day at the races, another, what was it, another night at the opera, a day at the <laughs> races. Yes. <laughs> well,
1: thank you, Mark's brothers.
2: <laughs> yeah. You know, Mark, as uh, we begin today, the countdown to Christmas is on. It's uh the, the, We will have Festivus on the 23rd, Christmas Eve, the right. 24th, Christmas 25th. And around my house, I still can't convince them that Festivus is the way to go. It's not like I'm replacing Christmas or I'm just saying that I think we should celebrate this, too. It's just adding on. It's kind of like people who decide I'm going to celebrate Christmas and Festivus and I'm going to celebrate Kwanzaa. Just I'm going to add them all together and do, you know, it's just this whole idea of adding another special feature to the holiday season. It's Festivus for the rest of us. And right. I think that's the way to go. But that's just me. So I lose mm. again. Mm. I have to, I'll have to have the pole probably here in the studio <laughs> leaning against the wall. The feats of strength. I, You know, as your kids all age and don't come home at Christmas and everything else, you're kind of like, mm-hmm. you know what? You remember that car you wanted when you were 16 that I went and bought when I have any money and you won't even come home for Christmas? What's wrong with you? That's the airing of the grievances, by the way. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Better stop right now before I go further. Um, Don't want to get ahead of yourself. (laughs) No, but boy, airing of the grievances could happen soon. All right. So, Mark, before we even get into uh, Donald Trump getting thrown off the ballot in Colorado, uh, let's start with what you were telling me about just now uh, a couple of minutes ago about Something that uh, tweeted past you or Twittered past yeah. you or did something a, past you. There's a lot of talk lately from the left trying to
1: make Trump Hitler. They're trying to say that he is he is calling out to Hitler. He's he's right. echoing the uh, the attitudes and opinions of Hitler. And this is a good example that just popped up uh, about that, an Associated Press reporter corners Ohio Senator J.D. Vance and uh, among a handful of other reporters and asks him a question about Trump's use of uh, of the phrase poisoning the blood of our country when referring to people, when referring to immigrants and this was how J.D. Vance handled that. And so, so what do you have to say to um, the
0: former president's comments that were being about immigrants and saying that they're poisoning blood in America? Well, look, I've been asked this question a number of times, and here's here here's my view on these comments. First of all, he didn't say immigrants were poisoning the blood of this country. He said illegal immigrants were poisoning the blood of the country, which is objectively and obviously true to anybody who looks at the statistics about fentanyl overdoses. And I, I think just one, one observation about the press as an organization, you guys seem far more upset about the guy who criticized the problem than you did about Joe Biden, who's causing this problem. What just go back to his comments though sure. and sort of using language that we heard you know, during World War II, I'm sure you're a student of history, you're well aware what that kind of language represents in, in historical context. What organization do you represent? I work at the Associated Press. The idea that I am well aware You just framed your question implicitly assuming that Donald Trump is talking about Adolf Hitler. It's absurd. It is absurd. Why do you think? That Donald Trump's language is targeted at the blood of the immigrants and not at the blood of the American citizens who are being poisoned by the fentanyl problem. You think he was referring I think it's to just ridiculous. If you watch the speech in context and you look at what's going on, it is obvious that he was talking about the, the very clear fact that the blood of Americans is being po- poisoned by a drug epidemic. The, to, to, see, to take that comment, and then to immediately assume that he's talking about immigrants as Adolf Hitler talked about Jews is preposterous. You guys need to wake up and actually yeah. do some journalism. you use different you're, you're, you're language just, then? Because that is Here's the problem with that question and that framing. You are allegedly a journalist. You're supposed to hold speak truth to power. And yet, you're trying to circumscribe and narrow the limits of debate on immigration in this country. What you're doing is not speaking truth to power. You're trying to police the guy who's criticizing the problem so that Americans don't pay attention to the guy who caused the problem. It's an absurd question. It's an absurd framing. So
2: wow. And the thing is, you hear them not listening to the answer and just,
0: but yeah, yeah, but I got And all
2: of yeah. them that are standing together, they're to pile on. Yeah, That's the problem. Yeah. You know, when they say, when he says, speak truth to power, That's what they're doing. They have their truth. It has nothing to do with the real truth. They're giving power to their own woke speech. They have this agenda and that's it. And I'm going to be honest with you. I'm ashamed and embarrassed that this is what the media has come to in the United States. That proves more than anything else. Now we've had plenty of it, but that proves it right there.
1: Yeah. And it's, it's, it's a beautiful illustration of how the, the people in the press today don't actually listen to the answer. They just want to prove, they just want establishment of the point they're trying to make. They're not listening to the truth. Even
2: when he, when he answered the question, they weren't listening because that's not the agenda they're Mm -hmm. going. It's just, you just keep spouting the lie until it becomes the truth. And that is a learned thing that goes back to the, you know, again, going back to Hitler, they have projected what Hitler did in Germany. And by the way, you can go back and look at every crazy idiot ruler that got his people crazed over nationalism and made them do stupid stuff. You can; hmm. they all have the same thing. They they have a means of getting everybody against you know divide and conquer. And yeah. when you divide and conquer, you divide and conquer in your own family if you want. You know, you can. You can. You can split up anything. You can go down to that microcosm of society. What these people are doing in the media, I'm. I really truly believe that. We as a people, as the United States of America, have got to put them on notice. We've got to say either you start acting like a real journalist and actually do the truth, report the actual facts, stop giving us there's an opinion is one thing, news is another. Yeah. If you're gonna say your opinion is a news thing, then you know what? We're gonna take away the constitutional protection you have because you're projecting a lie. You're not mm. projecting truth. You are actually calling this man who was served president for four years and all you guys did was attack impeach 45 that's all you said and now you're get, you've got him off the ballot in colorado Yeah, this kind of evil chicanery is not something you and i should tolerate and i'm telling you we no. got to take away that constitutional protection from the media right away if mm-hmm. they're not going to do the news they're not protected now if you're news fine that's you're protected in the news if you want to report the news You're you know, that would be reporting on what they're doing in out in Iowa. If you were doing a news report on what's happening in the Iowa caucus coming up in a couple of weeks, you would be looking at each of the campaigns, not just Trump. You would certainly acknowledge that he is the leader on the Republican side and you would look at what his team is amassing. I mean, they're training two thousand caucus leaders right now in Iowa. Mm, Think about that for a minute. Wow, that's an organization that is a group that is. They're they're not taking it for granted that all the signs point to Trump. They're overkilling because they know how they know how it was stolen last time. The only way to win is to overkill. And so, and in Iowa, before the the Mm -hmm. caucus coming up in four weeks, they're training two thousand all over the state, and I love it. I I, that's the only but thing is if you're doing real news, Mark, you are reporting on. Here's what the Trump campaign is doing in Iowa. Here's what you know. Everybody else. From Ramaswamy on down, here's what each one of these people is doing in Iowa. And looking to New Hampshire, if you're going to actually report on the campaign. Right. But they're not. In, and,
1: in, instead, they're
2: trying to turn Trump into Hitler. Right. That's what they're trying to do. But that's yeah. where like, I, I wonder, you know, while they're doing that, what is like, <laughs> what is what is uh, the Michelin man doing these days? Is, is he out there in Iowa? Is he caucusing? Know, you know, I, I don't have anything in my stack about you know, the Michelin I man. It's because he, he got stuck at the chicken buffet and bullied a couple of little kids and sold their milk right. money, you know? Uh-huh. Anyway, I, I guess I'm really, I'm, I am an American through and through. I love our country. I love the constitution. I love, I love the declaration of independence. I love the constitution. I great. You know, we're not perfect. No country is. And when you, When I look at the way some people are raised now, you know, Mark, when you and I were growing up, we all we could think of as young men after high school was getting out of our parents' house so we could be the master of our own universe, our own game, run our own game. And it was better to have a, a crappy apartment with cinder block, two by fours and plywood as furniture than to live in the four bedroom, three bath, you know, four car garage that your parents had. It was just better to have your own. It was better to eat ramen noodles three times a day and lose weight during, you know, (laughs) than to live in your parents' house under their, their rules in their domain. And now, now we have an entire generation. I'm talking about it it, from their teens through their twenties. Now they're pushing 30 years old and they believe that we as parents owe them that they didn't ask to be born. We Hmm. brought them into this world and it's now our responsibility to give them everything they want. And if they don't don't give it to them, they're going to take it. They're going to not like it. They they don't want to create their own thing. They want us to give it to them. And if we don't give it to them, they want to take our stuff. They are Hmm. the enemy. They are the enemy within. That's what our schools have done. They have raised an entire generation now of children that won't grow up and don't want to do for themselves. They would no accountability and they're now voting and they're listening to this garbage. There are things that are said by people in their twenties that I'm going. You, you, know, that's not true, right? I mean, <laughs> you, you. Yeah, I know you saw a TikTok about it or something, but that that's not true. That right. that actually didn't happen, and yep. they don't know the difference, Mark. And they bought into it. And that's why I'm saying I think we need to seriously look at our constitutional protection of the media and tell them: you are now, if you spout opinion, we're coming after you. You want to label him a Hitlerite? Okay. You know what? We're going to let him sue you for libel. You printed it. Libel is in print. Slander is said in public. And it means you're saying something you know to be a lie. They know it's a lie. They have to know it's a lie. If they're going to spout history, they have. And now you want to back up a little bit further. They said this about every nationalist, anybody who believed in America first. You know, they, they have said that. And they, by the way, Joe Kennedy, Back in the late '30s, when Joe Kennedy Kennedy was our ambassador, yeah, that Joe Kennedy, the president, the uh, dad of JFK, of RFK, that of uh, Teddy, uh, that J O, that that Kennedy, he was our ambassador to London, to England, in the late '30s, and with Neville Chamberlain, he said we need to acquiesce to whatever Hitler wants yeah, to do, yeah, because yeah. you know this, and he comes back to deliver his report. He thinks Roosevelt is on that side of let's just pander to this guy, you know, It's European, it's Europe's war, but Roosevelt saw what it was. And I, Democrat or not, Roosevelt saw the evil that Hitler represented. He saw that that was not going to stop in Europe. It was going to stop wherever he's because, Oh, all I want, I just want this area of Czechoslovakia that used to be German. I just want it. You know, after world war one, they redo the line. This was ours. There are German people that got trapped across. Like, we just want our property back. That's all we want. Sound familiar, Muslims? Yeah. And that's what Hitler did. And they said, you know what? You're right. Even though after World War I, you were not supposed to have a military, you were not supposed to have. And even though you've spent, you know, millions and millions of dollars on infrastructure, building the Audubon, building your military that you're not supposed to have, we're not going to deal with that. We're going to let you have the Sudetenland. Okay, you can have it. So go (laughs) ahead. So you're not going to obey any of the rules we laid out here, but we're going to let you have this that's what Joe Kennedy was saying was okay. He comes wow. back and and that, I, that's what they're trying to say in the media. Now is what any kind of person who says, I believe in America first, you know, um, it's mm. frustrating because the truth is out there. It's not yeah. some kind of, it's not an X files thing. The truth is right. out there it, because it's history, read your history, know what it actually is. Don't buy yeah. into this garbage. Like, Hey man, he did, Vance did a good job with that reporter, he but did. it's not going to do any good. no. No, the audio wasn't very good like us. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's it. It, The people already know better. The other people are going to go, wait, did you see that reporter? She didn't back down from Vance at all. That's what they're going to (laughs) say. She was great. She didn't back down at all. She proved she's an idiot.
1: Right. They'll say he was rude. He was inconsiderate. (laughs) He was a misogynist. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) He's such a sexist for talking with her that way. That will be their take on it rather than seeing the truth he revealed in what he had to say. (laughs) You know, you I guys just, are so obsessed with talking about what this guy said instead of talking about the guy who's actually causing the yeah. problem.
2: You know, and you know what, Mark, we've been saying this for a long time. I, you know, when the talk about illegal immigration, yeah, it has been ongoing. You realize that it was a major debate point in the Republican debate for uh, the nomination back in nineteen seventy nine eighty 80 for the 80 yeah. election. Yeah. Uh, because Ronald Reagan and the, and, and, uh, 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 Bush, uh, George Herbert Walker, Bush, HW, they were at a debate. I think the debate was in Texas. I think it was in Houston. Um, and they actually talked about the illegal immigration problem, illegal aliens. It had, it wasn't a new thing. Then they both referenced what Eisenhower did in the fifties in the post world war II era when illegal immigration got too crazy, the exact yeah. same you know, problem we have today. and, the idea that you can keep bringing it up and blaming it, it. Look, it's a great blame game, but until you do something about it, we've had over half a century, you know, we've had actually now, I mean, when you really look at it, we're looking at 75 years, mm. you know, you're going, go back to 1948, start there. It's three years after world war II ends, little less. And our border is a sieve. Yeah. We've got, we got millions of American men and women who, got traumatized during the war, whether they were in battle or not, they come back home. Half of them can't really work like they did before because they're such damaged goods, but we don't want to address that. You know, let's just mop mm. over that. Yeah. Um, And then, you know, I'll tell you what, there was a, uh, John Houston made a movie when he, uh, during the, uh, during World War II, everybody got drafted or enlisted, you know, able-bodied. Actual real men did. John Wayne didn't. He was 37 or 38 years old and had a couple of kids. And even though he wasn't with his wife at the time because he was cheating on her with another woman he was living with, he used his kids and his wife as a reason to not go into the military to dodge the draft. So he didn't fight in World War II. All John Wayne's fighting was done on the back lot in Hollywood. But for the real men who actually did go in, like Clark Gable, who flew um, 23 missions over Germany in a plane, the man came back, he had the shakes the rest of his life. Mm. Think about that. The yeah. man would sit in the chair. They'd p- I read a book on it, and then there was this makeup artist who was talking about putting makeup on Gable before the war and after the war. And it was like, you know, before the war, he was a you know, man's man. You know, his breath stank, but you know, his dentures were bad. He had a bad gum disease, you know, back in the day and had all his teeth pulled, and his breath stank. So halitosis, that was what they talked about with Gable. After the okay. war? After the war. It was, he was a changed man physically. Mm. He, he had the shakes. He, he couldn't sit still. He had these ticks, nervous ticks, and he would actually have to have a sip of alcohol in the makeup chair so they could get the makeup on him. Wow. But the thing is is that they fought for something they truly believed in. John Houston made a movie called let there be light. Um, there were these Hollywood directors and they each joined, um, you know, the guy that did it, Frank Capra, it's a wonderful life, you know? Mm-hmm. which was made by the way, after world war II, And it was the first movie Jimmy Stewart made after world war two, Jimmy Stewart yeah. was a pilot. Yeah. And anyway, when, um, in the, after the, uh, in the, the wartime, uh, they had five major directors out of Hollywood that directed films for the military. And John Houston was one of these guys. And he made a movie about the men coming back from war. And it was called let there be light. And it was, uh, it was amazing that they had these cameras inside a mental hospital, a psychological facility where these men were not physically damaged. They were mentally and emotionally crushed from what they saw, by the way, yeah. totally integrated hospital. And you're talking in 1945, late 45 yeah. and 46, 47 black, white, it didn't matter. They were all there. Everybody represented equally. And they actually have all these men in there. Most of them still have in uniform, and this just ignore the cameras. The cameras are here to document your progress as you go through this. Cause they'd all had a breakout down of some type that movie was hidden away. The United States got Frank. I mean, think about it, dude. Um, it's not like John Houston was a fly by night actor, you know, or director. Anyway, he was known before world war II, and he made this incredibly insightful movie. They buried it because it was shocking to see what war does to some people. That's not, yeah. and it, now we call it PTSD back then mm-hmm. they called it shell shock yeah. and these guys were a wreck mentally and emotionally. And you had men coming back and, and that movie was hidden because they didn't want to admit to the American public what had happened. So long story short, you had men coming back like that that were not the same men that left. You had illegals coming over the border that were taking jobs away and creating problems And we were dealing with the illegal immigration mess then. Eisenhower put together an operation called Operation Wetback. Look it up. And all it did, all it did was it didn't build a fence. All it did was everybody with a gun and a badge, whether you're a deputy police officer, park ranger, if you had a gun and a badge and you swore an oath to serve and protect the United States of America, you now were empowered as a Border Patrol agent as well. And you could stop, search, in a, you had constitutional rights, but this is before the Miranda warning was done. And you had constitutional rights as an illegal alien, uh, or no, as a citizen, but not as an illegal alien. And so they were given the right to, to pick them up. And what they would do is collect several illegals crossing the border, coming into Southern California, Arizona, whatever, Texas, and they would hold them until they get a bus full, and then they would take them and fly them 50 miles into the interior of Mexico and drop them off in the middle of nowhere. There you go. Fly on bus and whatever. Yeah. And, uh, by the way, the whole idea was Mark, if we take them and dump them off in the middle of nowhere with no food, no water, men, women, and children that the word will spread. Yeah. That you're better off staying right where you are than risking ending up fighting off lions, tigers, bears, and whatever else lives in the jungles of Mexico (laughs) Than it is to cross the border, right. and the whole yeah. that was, a, you know, and when you think about it, that's actually a pretty good idea. I mean, okay. yeah, don't have to build a I board; mean, just let the word yeah. spread.
1: Uh huh. It yeah. it didn't work. Just, all it, all it, you know. I tell you, we we had a situation just recently where uh, the Im- the illegal immigration waves actually stopped for a little while because. Right. People were unsure about the future of this country and what was Mm -hmm. going to happen. And then Joe Biden said during a debate, I'd tell him to come. Yeah. I'd tell him to come. Go go, Come on now. And all of a sudden, bang, they start back up again. Yep. You know, Uh, so he is encouraging this problem. He's making it worse.
2: Yeah. Making it much, much worse. And All ideas uh, they can, they think that they'll be voters for the Democrat Party because I should let that's them. exactly like, right. Yeah. Remember, we yeah. dealt with this when you know they had the children showing up with Obama's picture taped to their feet, you know, their shoes, yeah, and stuff. Yeah. yeah, crazy yeah. stuff uh-huh. like that that was being done.
1: And and if you think that can't happen, you think, uh, oh well, these people they'll never may, let them. I mean, they have to become citizens before they can vote, right? Well, they'll they'll fast track that. They'll do everything
2: they can to fast track it. And you know how you eligible. and I talked about fixing the election system locally, Mark? Yes. There <laughs> go look at, yeah how many principalities in the United States of America and there are many that now allow illegal aliens every everything united everything right. citizens have including being a lawyer running for office mm-hmm. okay voting all those rights but the yeah. thing is is as an illegal alien yes which they are they yeah. still don't pay a federal income tax right <laughs> but they have go the right figure. to vote they don't have yeah. to pay it because they're an illegal alien It's just a matter
1: of time before they say, well, they're already voting on their state and local elections.
2: Yep. In New York and California,
1: they allow them to have a driver's license. Exactly. And I I was just thinking that we had not long ago the story from the West Coast somewhere in Northern California where they were going to allow, um, was it Northern California or Washington State? They were going to allow illegals to vote in the local elections. Yeah. The same thing is happening now on the East Coast. Right. And who knows how many places in between... Are thinking about it, trying to push through, but they're in blue states, right? Or red states, I should say. And the people are saying, "No, you won't." No, <laughs> their major sitters, cities may be blue, but the rest of the states red, and they're saying, "No, you can't do that."
2: Most but it's of happening. Those, uh, yeah. I was going to say one of the, most of the states. You can go look them up, uh, the states and areas that are allowing. Uh, but you have to be very careful because if you do a general search of illegal alien voting in the U.S., you know you'll have a bunch of different answers. But you will come up with laws permitting non-citizens to vote, right? which yeah. is really what you're after, because exactly. a non-citizen of the United States of America shouldn't be able to vote. Our founding fathers believed that not only did you have to be a citizen, and it was a big deal then. Think about it. Mm. It was a little bigger deal than it is now, because they were trying to build something, and they didn't want people coming in and usurping what they were building and, and ruining right. it in the name of another country. But beyond that, you had to be then a landowner. I I was about to say that. Yeah. yeah. You had to have it because that was the only real tax we had. The, I mean, we had, you know, this retail tax, we had the stamp. tax. There were plenty of taxes besides a federal income tax that is not legal. But the one thing is property tax. And that has always been, it's been a staple of this country was you build schools and you build your local, you build local government on the property tax. And that's why those people were the ones who got the vote. Because if you didn't own property, you didn't pay a property tax. Therefore, you didn't get to say what was done with the money. Right, you don't again. own anything. If you're a renter, God love you. We want you to, you know, but we want you to have, we want you to own. You want to own because if you, if you want to say in things, you have to own. This is, again, allowing your six-year-old child to tell you at the dinner table what we're going to watch on TV tonight because it's their turn or they won mm. the vote. You know, we played, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, paper, yeah. scissors, you know, lizard Spock or something. And, you know. <laughs> And they decide, well, we're watching YouTube videos all night long tonight because I yeah. won. That's hey. the. Yeah. Hey, hey, easy now. That's what I do. <laughs> Around our house, it's nothing but YouTube videos, buddy. All right, up next, Mark, tell me what happened to Trump in Colorado. Echo on a green Christmas tree.
1: It's Christmas, and everywhere you go, it's the holiday sounds of Mannheim Steamroller. If you're not as sick of it as we are, then you'll also love the driving rhythms and swirling synthesizer of master Casio keyboardist Floyd Warburton and Anaheim Team Bowler, putting an exciting new spin on holiday classics. No one performs a Christmas song like the master of the Casio, Anaheim Team Bowler. This is Floyd Warburton of Anaheim Team Bowler. I hope you enjoy listening to these songs as much as I enjoyed recording them in my personal home bedroom studio. Christmas as you've never heard it before, nor want to hear it again. Pick up Anaheim Team Bowler's Casio Christmas today. Look for the display next to Pharmacy Cash Registers everywhere.
0: Festivus is back! I'll get the pole out of the call space. You'll be doing alright
2: with your Christmas apart. The Mark and Max show podcast where, uh, believe it or not, mail order weed is the real thing. And it's amazing that he's wow. popping up on every news site I go to. The whole idea is what? news sites know if they can keep you stoned, they'll keep <laughs> you stupid. You know? Of course, they're pushing pot. <laughs> yeah, they're pushing weed on these. But you know what? On the websites that actually have news and things that are important about, you know, that people, can, they have too many things about erectile dysfunction and beer. It's like so And survival like, stuff, you know, yes. you know <laughs> wow. your food supply for survival, <laughs> and and how to how to gamble on the football game or you know whatever. Oh my gosh, yeah, <laughs> legal. All right, Mark, what happened in Colorado to Trump? Well, if you if you're waking up today and you don't know what's happened,
1: I well we're here to tell you. God bless you. How was life under the rock for the past 24 hours? Uh, the Colorado Supreme Court has disqualified former President Trump from appearing on the state's ballots in 2024. The disqualification, which made uh, it was made under the 14th Amendment of the U.S. Constitution, is related to the Capitol riot on January 6th of 2021. The Tuesday ruling is stayed until January 4th because of likely appeals. Three justices on the Colorado Supreme Court dissented. Colorado Secretary of State Gina Griswold, Relation said in a statement that uh, she would continue to follow court guidance on this important issue. The Colorado Supreme Court has ruled that Donald Trump is barred from the Corolla, uh, Colorado ballot for inciting the January 6th insurrection and attempting to overturn the 2020 presidential election. This decision may be appealed. Uh, <laughs> Colorado Secretary of State Gina Griswold wrote, "Well, of course it will be appealed because it's ridiculous." It is a complete and total misrepresentation of what actually happened. There was, (laughs) we had hearings. They were all Mm -hmm. over the place. We watched them and they couldn't come away with anything to nail Donald Trump down for anything that had to do with what happened on January 6th. And to stretch the 14th amendment to cover what happened and to link him to it is idiotic. Yep. And these, to the people of Colorado, you need to have a look at who's on your Supreme Court and encourage the proper people to do a little house cleaning because you is, have some idiots on
2: your Supreme Court. He hasn't even been convicted of a crime. Mm-hmm. You know, it. you can be accused. We have in the United States of America a beautiful thing. It's the presumption of innocence. Now, we have lost some of that, and I think a lot of it has to do with our attitude about things yeah. um, in crime because oftentimes, you know, you 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 know it's you know, he did it, but Mm -hmm. you have have to prove these things. It's not enough to say, well, you know, he did it. No, I don't know. He did it. I do not believe Lee Harvey Oswald acted alone. I do not believe that Sirhan Sirhan acted alone. Um, I, I just, I don't believe a lot of things our government tells us is gospel truth, but that doesn't mean I can avoid going around it, there are consequences. And I think there should be consequences for the Supreme court of Colorado. And that is, you obviously don't know what you're doing. Um, you're all either, you are either aged out and no longer mentally fit to serve, or you're so you, you are a one are you really belong in a different country. This is not how Mm -hmm. we operate. Colorado has, you know, Robert F. Kennedy, who was a lifelong Democrat, became an independent running for president. I don't know if you remember that or not. Yeah. Remember, Mark and I told you about Robert F. Kennedy early on and said, yeah, he, he, he probably is going to end up as an independent. And yeah, yeah he did. Yeah. But, and he did. Yeah. Yeah. But he's because actually the, Demo- he's, the
1: Democrats. He's too he's too normal for the Democrats. Right. Yeah. But he's not
2: normal enough for the Republicans. <laughs> no, he's still. A, well, he's a Kennedy Democrat. I mean, yeah, but exactly. The thing yeah. is, I want you know what? John F. Kennedy would not be a Democrat enough for the Democrats. John no, F. Kennedy actually would really be falling on. You hate to say a moderate Republican, but a Republican is not crazy or not perceived yeah. to be crazy. Yeah. Um, but they would probably in this day and age, because of how the left tears up everybody based on the color of their skin or their religion. Mm-hmm. And then they blame it on, they project it onto Republicans, but it's the Democrats that do that. They would probably come after Kennedy because he's Catholic, you know, yeah. <laughs> which by the way, that, that did happen in the in, in the election in 1959-60 if you go back and look, but yeah. it was the liberal Democrats even then that were attacking the Catholicism saying if Kennedy is Kennedy can't win this nomination. By the way, it didn't look like Kennedy was going to win the nomination. Okay. <laughs> you, people forget that <laughs> the nomination of his party because they said if he if he gets in, the Pope will be running Washington. yeah. yeah. so anyway, Robert F. Kennedy said that uh, the all Americans should feel troubled by the Colorado Supreme Court's decision to block Trump from the ballot. Mm. And he said, every American should be troubled by the Colorado Supreme Court's decision to remove President Trump from the ballot. The court has deprived him of a consequential right without having been convicted of a crime. Mm. This was done without an evidentiary hearing in which he is given the basic right of confronting his accusers. It's Mm. time to trust the voters. It's up to the people to decide who the best candidate is, not the courts, that people, that's Democracy 101. Yeah. And he's right
1: about that. Yep. He's absolutely right about it. The left, though, is hoping that Colorado's move will embolden other states like California to do the same thing. That because this is not the only place they're trying to take him off the ballot. And they're hoping that since Colorado has gone ahead and stepped across Mm -hmm. that line, that others will follow. Well, once it's challenged, it it's going to the Supreme Court. Trust me, it it'll be appealed. It this will not stand because it's unconstitutional. It's it's a gross misinterpretation of the Fourteenth Amendment to apply it in this way because it doesn't apply to the president. You remember the history of it. It all came as a came after the the Confederacy and all of that. You know, that's what it was all about. It wasn't about what. See, that that was an insurrection and an uprising, (laughs) the the Civil War. That's what Mm -hmm. that was. What happened in Washington, D.C. on January 6th? eh, At best, it was a riot at best. There was some pretty there was some pretty violent stuff going on in some places, in a few places. For the vast, the vast majority, people were going, "Whoa, what's going on here?" You know, <laughs> they saw it happening and were saying, "No, no, no, no." The police here are our friends. You can't do this, right? That's the vast majority of them. The handful,
2: there well, are you know. always grownups in the crowd, you know. But yeah, there are. There, but then, but in in any crowd, there is crazy people too. Mark.
1: Oh, there are, and when you have crazy people infiltrating the crowd, right. spurring on the other crazies in the crowd. Then it's even worse. And we know that that's what happened on January sixth. Was it was I think. And I think there's substance to this. I think the entire thing was planned in advance that they set it up to happen, Mm -hmm. that they set it up to frame Trump and to destroy him. I think that's what they did. And,
2: you know, I've read a lot, you know, of what they've charged him with. And, you know, I think there were some things uh, going on that shouldn't have uh, with regard to the election, uh, the post-election decisions made by Trump and his people, but. I think they were leaning on the side of they knew they had been robbed and they were just trying to, you know, where, how can we do not giving up yeah. the fight? You know, Um, and I think Seth, they
1: were trying to how can we constitutionally do this? How can I think right. he had some I think he had some Heritage Foundation people in his corner telling him, OK, this is what you can do. And right. they were trying to do those things.
2: And they were and they were actually leaning on. They were actually really leaning hard on certain politicians in certain states where they knew there was a problem. Arizona comes to mind. And I remember the, uh, po- one of the politician they were leaning on in Arizona in a taped phone call, which um, you don't even have to have wiretaps for phone calls. Just, mm. just saying, okay. But in this uh, wiretap, which I don't know how they had it, but uh, the politician in Arizona, whose name is escaping me right now, said, look, I'm, I'm with you. Okay. I am, I understand what's at stake and I am hundred percent behind it, but I won't break the law. I, I hmm. will go as far as the law allows me to go, but no further. And I think what you're asking me to do goes out of that scope. And um, I think it was Giuliani that said to him, that's not what we're asking you to do. We're not asking you, we're asking you to follow the law and use what power you have. We're not asking you to do anything illegal. And he said that clearly. And that was. But the the discussion came down to this politician in Arizona said, "I think what you're asking me to do is illegal," and that was really okay. We got a disagreement. We're going to part friends, but Mm. we're going to, you know, all I could think of, all I could think of with Donald Trump, and was how much I admired Jeff Sessions, and how Jeff Sessions stepped out early when Donald Trump announced he was running in Mobile, Mm. Alabama. Jeff Sessions was on stage with him. He was with him every, gave him credibility every step of the way. And then, I mean, we're talking right after the inauguration. But one of the first, I mean, you know what? He actually gave, Jeff, you've been here the whole time. I really appreciate your support. What do you want from me? As what position do you want? And he said, I want to be attorney general. You know what? You're a good pick for that, Jeff. Welcome aboard, attorney general. And Mm -hmm. the very first thing Jeff Session did pretty much, After he became attorney general, uh, the one person he should have been protecting, he left him hanging in the breeze. He he turned his back on the lie and allowed them to use this Russian garbage that we know is a lie that there was never any proof of. That it took uh, five minutes of you and I looking at the so-called facts to go, this is bogus. And Jeff Sessions said, no, I can't. And he ended up leaving. You know, he Mm -hmm. turned his back. And he, he covered his backside and ran for cover, is what he did. And the thing is, is, all I could think of is you've put up with the slings and arrows attacking you for supporting Trump for the last year and a half. And the first sign of any kind of trouble, you tuck and run. Not only that, you're not even bothering to look at the truth. And that's when I thought he was a plant mm-hmm. that somebody said, We want you to pony up to him, we want you to ride with him for a while. You're towards the tail end of your career get in there with him and then roll him under the bus because that's what Jeff wow. did, whether he meant to yeah. do it or not. Don't know. But I yeah. will tell you what, I was a big admirer until yeah. that happened. Cause I'm like, well, he just made it look like the president that Trump did this and yeah. he didn't. And I'm like, we already had the proof. He didn't. And mm-hmm. so you had pointed out how dirty the water is up there. You know, yeah. not just not just draining the swamp, but how dirty the water is all over Washington, D.C., among all it's of the parties. Yeah. yeah. And that was that was it right there. That was the yeah. defining moment for me right there when it just proved that, wait a minute, they're they're going to actually go after this guy for for this. And it's Hillary. It's like mm-hmm. when uh, the Hillary when Hillary Clinton's campaign out in Iowa before the Iowa caucus in two thousand eight uh, seven and or 2008, whatever year it was. And her campaign sends out a picture it was after Obama, you know, people are questioning about his Islam background and he said, yeah. I've never been in a mosque. I've never worshiped in a mosque. I'm not a Muslim. I've never, never worn any of that. And right. it was a setup question because they had a picture of Obama in yeah. Muslim garb in <laughs> yes. a mosque. We've and all so, seen it. Yeah. Yeah. The day after he says that these picked, they came from Iowa. They came from Hillary Clinton's campaign in Iowa. And that was in two thousand. that it was in December of 2007 going into January, 2008. And that was where the uh, birth certificate stuff came out too. the exact yeah. same time at the same email and, or in that same email batch that came out in between Christmas and new years of 2007, all from Hillary Clinton's campaign. Yeah. A lackey and, in the campaign, by the way, So yeah.
1: it's, a, it's a, a typical political uh, tactic. You have right. somebody on the staff, drop right. all this stuff and you can, your hands are clean. I wasn't, yeah, I didn't We didn't it. know this happened. Yeah. That
2: underling yeah. did it. And somebody we end, hired, they're not here anymore. Yeah. And then they turned it around on Trump when he ran in 2016 and said he was the, you know, he was the non He was the, uh, uh, the, uh, what did they call it? The, uh, those who didn't believe in, uh, oh, yeah. Obama, the birth, you know? the birthers. Yeah. 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 He, and they actually slung that on him and it was like it came for all he did. And he did repeat it. He did. He repeated what Clinton's campaign had put out there because, hey, if it's coming from her campaign, it's got to be legit, right? And that's what <laughs> they did. And by the way, it was legitimate. You really want to have some fun with the media and I'll leave it at this, but look, a lot of people are going to have some vacation time. If you have some time off work, I really encourage you to do something just for fun. And it's for fun on history. If you think you guys are a little bit out there, you're really hmm. accusing our government of really doing a lot of bad things. And, um, I wish you could go back and I know you can, cause it's all out there, but look, truly look at what the government was selling in the Warren commission because most of us know about Dealey Plaza and November 22nd, 1963, and you know, the lie. So that's, but the Warren commission chief justice, Earl Warren headed up this group and put this book, a lie together. But look at that, but go back and look at the other things that have happened. You want to have fun, go look at the press conference on uh, that came out of Maricopa County, Arizona. And it was the one legal legitimate investigation into Obama's birth certificate and the legitimacy. Sheriff Joe O'Pio's
1: investigation, yes. And,
2: you know, Sheriff Joe basically was run out of town on a rail, Mm -hmm. you know, by the Democrats. He was older, though. Joe Arpaio is a fed. This guy was an educated man. He had served uh, in the FBI or Secret Service, one of those. He was one of those cats and became the sheriff in Maricopa County. He became famous because he didn't put up with any crap in his county jail because they were didn't matter if you were legal, illegal. He didn't care. You were wearing pink underwear or whatever, you know, he, he had the outdoor jail. Remember he, where he, yeah, because they didn't have yeah. yet. And yeah. but, granted those weren't <laughs> for made them all wear pink. Yeah. Yeah. And, but that <laughs> wasn't for uh, the, the, that was for the weekend warrior criminals, you know, the guys that are there on a DUI and things like that, the actual criminals who are being held because, you know, county jails hold everybody from the guy who Actually, did get a DUI last night and hasn't posted bail yet. And people suspected of murder, they hold them all in county jail until they've gone through the legal process of you know deciding where they're going to be held and how, because they're not sent to prison until they're convicted. You're in right. county jail until you're convicted yep. of a crime. Then you're sent to wherever you need to go. And right. they're all held together. So what our PIO did with the jail in Maricopa County because they had so many short term, you know, guys and they couldn't house them all and instead of turning them on the street, he solved the problem. He created yeah. a fenced-in area. He gave him. He, he looked at, and it was so funny. They were discussing the food problem they had in their jail about what this, you know, the, the inmates eating. And at the time, Joe was eating a bologna sandwich. His deputies, one of those guys, was also eating a bologna sandwich you brought from home. And he's like, wait a minute. What do you have on your bologna? Nothing. Really? No mayo? No mustard? No, I like it like this. And Joe's like, so... We're sitting here eating a bologna sandwich and drinking water. And I got to worry about how much money to spend on their, they're eating lasagna, you know, and <laughs> that was it. They get what we get. All right. So he did, he just changed everything and that made people mad, but yeah, go look indeed. at what our did in that investigation into Obama's legitimacy. And yeah. you will find so many things because the media didn't cover it. It went through this long process of the investigators laying out everything, the pictures, the background, everything was laid out there in this investigation. And right after it was done, you don't really believe that, do you? That's what they asked. The media, the representatives from the Associated Press, you whatever, they uh, you don't really believe that. They yeah. laid it all at out there for three
1: hours. The, at, the, at the press conference, with all of the stuff up on they showed the show, I, I remember downloading their Photoshop files because they made them public, remember? I yep. said, this is, this is the way, this is the way they put this birth certificate thing together. And they yep. showed, and I sat there and looked at it and everything mm-hmm. they said was real. Yep. They, they got it all. They
2: nailed it all. Yep. I even showed it to you. I said, look at this, yeah. you know, and and we, I remember talking about, 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 about it on a talk show. Yeah. Yeah. yeah was, because I remember yeah. asking about it because I didn't know how that worked, but that was mm-hmm. the thing they were talking about that when they created the birth certificate, you know, and, um, it was funny because I didn't know how it was done in yeah. my mind. Here's the weird part. If it had been me that was responsible for that, I would have taken this birth certificate and printed it out on the printer and had a paper copy and analyzed that. Okay. As a person, that's what I would have done. And then I would have scanned that picture into the computer and uploaded the scan because Mm -hmm. that's how, that is actually how a birth certificate would end up, but that's not what they did. It was created in the doc, in the, uh, what's Adobe? Yeah. Photoshop. Yeah. And it was created in that program and uploaded from there. Mm. They never printed it out. And that's why yeah. it went, because it was uploaded that way, because some, you know, they left this job to some underling and they and skipped the print and print it. And yeah. Boom, just yeah. uploaded it. And because they uploaded, there was the 13, 14 year old kid in Israel that actually had it broken down within nine <laughs> minutes of it being public <laughs> and saying, yeah. it's a lie. It's a yeah. lie.
1: Yeah, so, you, could, anyway. you could see where they. The, you could see where they blank things out. You could see where they drop
2: things yeah. over top of other things. That's it
1: really was so absolutely funny.
2: obvious what they did. Yep. It really and was. you could actually see it if you had. Yeah. You just loaded it, brought it into Adobe, you opened it up in your program, and boom, it was yep. all there, all the layers, and yep. that was proof positive the birth certificate was a fake. But there was so much other evidence of what went on and why. And I know we got to wind it up, but the bottom line is always the bottom line, friends. Spend some time learning what the truth is. It won't hurt you. And no, it won't. ever since I looked at certain things, our government was selling us that I didn't believe. And there've been plenty over the years, but plenty of things, you know, are a lie that they sell as truth. And, uh, I have a healthy distrust, you know, just be mm. a, be an adult in the room. Be a, be a skeptic. It doesn't mean you you hate him. It actually means you love the United States. It just means criminals have too much power in our government and they're the ones that are actually dictating things. And what this is, I'm not going to be here for the total fall of our country, but my relatives will be my My descendants will. Mm. And uh, I just think it's worth keeping. And sadly, we're going the way of every great society. You know, the, the Greece and Rome
1: get, we get comfortable. We get happy. We take our eyes off of the people we send to do our, to, to represent us. Mm. And before long, everything is going crazy.
2: The first thing they do is pass laws about boys marrying boys and girls marrying girls. That's yeah. the first thing that they did in Greece. First thing they did in Rome. Mm-hmm. Boom. Yeah. That, once there they got go. that. Yeah. And here we are now actually saying, no, Braylon, uh, my eight year old grandson, boys can't actually have a baby. No, no. they can't. And no. by the way, you'll never have a period say, don't worry about thank it thank you very much yeah when you have to explain to your eight-year-old why there's tampons in the boys bathroom oh gosh have well tell them what it is <laughs> it's just use it you know what son what we're gonna do is we're gonna pass these out in the schoolyard so when you have a, a skin knee and a little bit of blood going that you just use this it's, it's a blood that's keeper it. upper that's what it is <laughs> yikes well <laughs>
1: Merry That's Christmas. it for us. We're going to take a little Christmas break. We'll be back uh, after the new year. We'll be back Maybe. on January 2nd, unless they find us. <laughs> so, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and uh,
0: Happy Festivus. We never walked on the moon. Elvis ain't dead. You ain't going crazy. It's all in your head.